0: Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity,
1: please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. This is CME on ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Maria fleischer Here with me today is Dr. Martin Ranke. Let's wake through a case, Martin. Let's consider a 41-year-old woman who's been diagnosed with PCOS pre-diabetes, and depression. Her primary care is suspicious that patient might have Cushing syndrome. What advice would you give to a clinician on how to screen, diagnose, and then when to potentially refer this patient?
0: Thank you, Maria. That's a typical patient uh, in an outpatient uh, clinic setting where it might be Cushing syndrome, but it it might be also something else. So first of all, taking the history and uh, careful examination of the patient is of most importance why because there are additional symptoms and signs in cushings um in a patient who truly have cushings syndrome which you should be aware of this is of course all the skin changes it may be myopathy it could be also the history of uh, fractures um, um and um the more symptoms are there the Higher is the pretest probability of Cushing's. So if you have a high pre-test probability that the patient might really have Cushing's, then um, the, uh, the next step is biochemical confirmation. And for that, you have three tests. It's the salivary cortisol at late night. It's the urinary cortisol and it's a dexamethasone, uh, dexamethasone suppression test. All three tests are excellent, but we use them in uh, according to the situation of the patient. For example, a night shift worker there, the late night salivary cortisol this is useless, more or less because it uh, investigates the diurnal rhythm. Uh, whereas in a female patients, like the mentioned uh, 41 year old, uh, if she is on the contraceptive pill, then the dexamethasone suppression test is not the best. Therefore, in my practice, salivary late-night salivary cortisol is mostly the test we start with, and we not only take one, we take several of the samples. You should consider referring a patient um, if you are puzzled by te- the test results or the clinical presentation, and you really don't know whether it's Cushing or not. Um, and uh, also, you should refer those patients who are severely sick. Um, how do you know that a patient is severely sick? Oh, whether when there are straw, um, when there are metabolic complications uh, which are not easy to control, like uncontrolled hypertension, uncontrolled diabetes, infections, or uh, very high cortisol levels, then this is a patient who should at a be at an expert center.
1: I think that's very important, and I do the same thing. If somebody is asking me or refers me a patient that they thought about Cushing's, then that patient has to be screened for Cushing's. That doesn't mean the patients will have Cushing's. But for example, we did a study and half of the patients uh, of women of young age that had Cushing's disease confirmed that surgery had been told for four to five years that they have PCOS. So, this is very important to think both sides go through screening and definitely confirmatory testing because a lot of the comorbidities could be actually uh, due to PCOS or diabetes or hypertension, for example, and not Cushing's. But it's important to rule out. Do we have to rule out in all patients? No. But if somebody's thinking about Cushing's, and what you said is the most important thing, it's a corollary of signs and symptoms, not just numbers. So, this is number one then if sometimes we are not sure time will tell us So what I tell patients is one test was normal you if you have worsening of these symptoms, then you have to be retested again because a proper diagnosis is necessary. And then sometimes, especially if it's depression uh, or other uncontrolled comorbidities, this can increase cortisol per se. So I recommend uh, appropriate treatment for all of them and control with medication or other treatments, normalize blood pressure, normalize glucose, 3-depression, uh, and then retest again if I think that the tests would be uh, positives. Well, this has been a great bite-sized discussion. Thank you, Martin, and thank you all for listening.
0: Thank you. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by Prova Education and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to ReachMD.com slash Prova. Thank you for listening.